The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is a straightforward way to take care of ED. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP to get $15 off your first month of treatment. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by the SGP and app. The SGP and app gives you easy access to all our picks podcasts, and it's the exclusive place to enter all of our contests, including our $1,000 NBA Finals free rule. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, here to take you through everything that's going on around the MLB, give you some picks and some locks and dogs, and we'll tell you where we went right and where we went wrong, uh, and normally take you down 10 tangents and cul-de-sacs as well. Uh, and the man who meanders on this journey with me every week uh, from Houston, Texas, is Munaf Manji. Good Afternoon, Moonaf. I always say good evening, which is selfish because it's evening for me. Good afternoon to you, Moonaf. How are you? I'm doing well. I'll say good evening to you. Uh, I'm doing a bad job of that because I know you, you're you up late for us DJs to record every time we do because you're what? It's about six six hours ahead of me. It's 10, it's 10 past 10. Yeah, yeah there you go. So six hours ahead. We're still ahead in the me. middle of this absolutely unseasonal heat wave. Uh, so it's been beautiful sunshine. It's still light outside as well. Uh, oh, wow. So yeah, it's been it's been nice up here in the the sunny northeast of England. It's not very often you get a chance to say that. So yeah, uh, everyone's been out and about making the sun. And the Euros start tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, Friday night with a football moon. Are you, uh, are you excited for that? Will you be getting stuck in? Have you got any? Have you got any leans for the Euros? How's your how's your European national football knowledge? I, I I'm I'm a amateur at soccer i'll tell you that much i gotta be honest because i just follow the guys usually that are in our soccer slack channel and a shout out to uh joel you know he's one of my go-to guys for soccer and there are a couple other guys in there that like uh talking to also so i'm trying to learn it but when you're when i'm trying to cover nba and mlb and then when football season rolls around (laughs) it gets gets too much to keep up with so this is like me with the basketball you keep trying to Everyone's goaded me into getting involved in basketball. And yeah. there's just not enough hours in the day. Yeah. Don't yeah. need another vice. Okay. I'll tell you what, then. If I leave the basketball alone, you leave the uh, soccer alone. Yeah. I, I already have too much on my plate. So I'll, I'll leave it to I'll, I'll leave it to you. And then I'll leave it to our guys in our Slack channel. Those guys are, uh, they know what they're talking about. And they, they're hardcore fans. So uh, I'll just follow their picks. But yeah, man, they, we're getting into the dog days of the summer. It's getting hot here in the states too, um, especially down here in Texas. It, it gets it gets scorching hot as we're entering June and July. So um, you know, make sure you've got your sunscreen on and you're staying hydrated. <laughs> yeah, the uh, well, England are playing on sun. On the subject of being hydrated, I was quite hydrated with beer last Sunday when we recorded because I'd sat in the sun. And uh, England are playing this Sunday. Uh, yeah. Two o'clock, so we're booked into the pub for twelve o'clock. Um, so I might be 
fairly well hydrated by the time I speak to you on Sunday night again. Um, <laughs> but it will be with um, with about seven pints of beer, so we'll have to see. But um, we've got some guests coming on possibly Sunday night, so uh, I can sit back and bask in the glory of an England win. Uh, and you think uh, maybe... Nick, uh, Nick, and is it both dance coming on? Yeah, Nick and Will are going to be joining us on Sunday. We we were able to get them confirmed, and I think we're just going to keep it really relaxed and then just talk about our teams. And uh, I, I'm going to talk to Nick to get him some some fantasy advice for our listeners because I know we haven't covered uh, fantasy too much on our on our podcast. So he's the expert on that. So I'm looking forward to listening to those two guys. Also, Will. He's just been. We've talked about him just absolutely blitzing <laughs> on our on our uh, tally site picks. So, um, just looking forward to getting those guys on and just talking to them. I think it'll be a great podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as usual on a Thursday when we record, we're kind of right in the middle of a of a slate of games. Well, actually, kind of bang in the middle. All the early games went off kind of an hour earlier than normal. Um, yeah. And of all finished, there was four. Early games, uh, the Dodgers and the Brewers have won and the Phillies won in extras against the Braves again. And the Tigers turned over the Mariners in a bit of a bum fight. Um, So, and there's, yeah, a whole load of games going off in round about an hour and a half, uh, the the midnight slate of games for me. Um, So, our picks from last weekend, Moonaf. Now, there's a couple of ways that I could introduce this. Uh, I could say that we went two and two. <laughs> this hey, one is <laughs> it's, it's always going to be we don't always going to be we that's that's one way is that I could present it um or I could uh present it slightly more fairly and say you went two and oh and I went oh and two um mm. so yeah I'm not good I won't steal your thunder moon off I'll tell you what I'll start with my two losses and then sure. we can we can finish on a high um we'll use the recency effect on the on the listeners um I feel like Every week we talk about you need the little element of luck. Uh, and I have rode my luck a couple of times, which you've got to do in, uh, when, you're, when you're picking so many MLB games as we do. Yeah. Um, and I was a little, I was, I find myself, I think I was very unlucky. In fact, the, the first, there were both games that were only last night. Um, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay against the Nationals. I took Tampa Bay. I took McClanahan um, for Tampa uh, to beat the Nats. As it happens, um, he didn't pitch particularly well. He went three innings. Um, Tampa got up early, 3-0. Uh, yep. But then McClanahan didn't pitch very well. The Nats pegged them back. Uh, he was pulled after three innings. But then both teams really stayed stayed with each other. Um, both teams scored two uh, using the zombie runner in the 10th. And then the Nats won it in the 11th inning. So that went down in extras. Um, My second one was even worse because eight and two thirds innings, I won. That's not a problem. However, no bookmakers paying me out after eight and two third innings. You have to get that uh, 27th out. And it was one to nothing. Again, a little bit of run support and I'm over the line. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm in the winner's circle. But Tucker Davidson, who was uh, my main protagonist here, um, for the Braves, six innings pitched. It was his second start, I think, maybe his third start. Uh, six innings pitched, uh, allowed no earned runs on four hits. Um, however, got no run support. The Braves left the bases loaded in the second. Yeah. Osri Alves got picked off in a bit of a mad situation at one point. Um, and then they eventually 
got the lead, um, led one to nothing in the bottom of the ninth. Um, who was the closer? Well, Will Smith. Um, <laughs> twelve, twelve. I was watching. I was watching the highlights again this morning. Um, so I watch it. You get maybe six or seven minutes of highlights. So they're showing Will Smith closing out the game, and the, uh-huh. the announcer says he's twelve for twelve in saves. Oh, and I'm God. just waiting. And yeah, I know exactly. Oh, no. The whole thing was horrible. Um, and Luke Williams on his MLB debut, um, a member of the Olympic team that we talked about a few yeah. weeks ago. I feel like that's a, that conversation came full circle. Um, he had a walk-off two-run homer. Uh, so Will Smith blew his first save. He also blew my luck for me. Um, so I did feel unfortunate in both ones. Maybe Tampa, the Tampa Nats one, uh, I was probably up against it a little while. Tampa were kind of hanging in there. This one wasn't. This was the other way around. The Braves just couldn't get away. Uh, they absolutely, they've done the same again tonight. And I'm going to touch on this later on when it comes to making my picks. Um, they were one nothing down in the ninth. They, they'd gone two for 21 over those two games with runners in scoring position. Uh, so they just weren't doing it. They were they're just scuffling along. Uh, yeah. Obviously missing uh, Marcelo Zuna as well. And that seems to have hit them a little bit. Um, they eventually got Homer in the bottom of the ninth tonight um, scored with the zombie runner in the 10th and then gave up a whole load of runs and lost 4-3 uh, in extras. There was well, five runs scored in extras. Um, I heard a stat actually this week. Mm. Uh, I know I'm waffling. I've got on one of these tangents that I mentioned in the introduction. Um, that I think the average, we've been talking about how many runs are scored uh, with the zombie runner, something for us to keep an eye on. And it's something round about 2.2 so I am the bookies will be well and truly now the stats out they'll be well and truly on top of it like uh, I think that ship sailed but yeah so long story short I'm trying to talk myself out of saying I went 0 for 2 but it was an unlucky 0 for 2 but it's 0 for 2 nonetheless Uh, however Moonaf you have no such hard luck story you can talk us through the the positive side talk us through your 2 for 2 yeah, so anytime we do make picks, it's always going to be we. So it's a team effort here. Man. <laughs> okay. I'm going to sit here. Thanks. Thanks. I'll lend one off you this week. I'll and, pay and you back. Take all the credit. So we ended up going 500 this week. Um, I, I guess <laughs> I have to maybe apologize to you because when, when my picks went 2-0 and on Tuesday, I messaged you. Yeah, you and did. I said no pressure. So I, I guess I kind of ruined it for you. But um, nonetheless, you know, We'll take two and two all week. Uh, you know, my lock was the over in the uh, Braves and the Phillies game on Tuesday. Um, it, it came right around nine, as I thought it would be eight and a half or nine. And they ended up scoring 14 runs in that game. The game ended nine to five. They had nine runs by the end of the sixth inning. So we at least had secured the push uh, by the sixth inning. And then the Braves just went off in the eighth inning, I believe. They added five more. And, and when I made the pick, uh, I talked about how Aaron Nola really struggled, uh, has struggled in his career against the Braves. And I think that kind of came to fruition again um, in this start. Uh, he went five innings, gave up seven hits and four earned runs in that span. So um glad to get that lock there. Hopefully, you know, uh, some of our listeners followed and our guys on Slack channel. And then my dog wasn't really a dog i would say i gotta be honest it, it was if if you got the closing number or close to game time you could have got it around minus 102 or minus minus 105 so almost even money there but it was um bruce zimmerman and the orioles taking on the mets at home orioles got the victory 
10 to 3 there. The Mets did get out to a 2 nothing lead in that first inning, so I got a little nervous, but the Orioles' bats took care of the arrest for me, uh, and it was a, another rocking chair win there. So uh, I got to give credit to uh, Bruce Zimmerman for the way he bounced back in that game. He went five innings, gave up two hits, two and runs, seven strikeouts. But the, the two hits that he gave up were in the first inning, and then he shut him out after that, didn't allow a single hit until he exited. Um, and then the Baltimore Orioles' bats, like I said, they absolutely shelled uh, – Peterson, he only went two and two thirds, gave up eight hits, four and runs, and the bullpen came in and gave up six earned runs after that. So uh, hopefully, you know, we were uh, our listeners in our in our guys on Slack channel were able to profit off of that, and hopefully, you know, we can continue that momentum going into next week. So um, I feel it's coming; it's going to come for us. You know, three and one last week, right? We went. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you know we're we're staying above water. We're you know three out of four. I'll take that any single week, and then two and two this week. So um, we're gonna chug along. We're gonna we're gonna grind, and I, I have full faith that you're gonna bounce back this week. Yeah, that the uh, Orioles picks a great pick because they don't obviously win many games, uh, and they've taken some real horrible losses uh, recently. They've been letting up a lot of runs. Uh, so for you to um, pinpoint the one uh, whether we're going to get that W against the Mets team we haven't been losing many games either so right. um, all around that was a good pick um, my tally side picks moving up I'm having one this week um, I've got I've got the fear now I haven't had a minus uh, 500 week all season um, I've always been adding on to the gap between wins and losses um, and now already it's been a relatively short week there's only three games on Monday and there wasn't many games last night I think there was only 10 uh, yeah. 10 games last night as well. Um, but I'm falling on the wrong side of all these fine lines. I'm 14 and 21. Um, I can, like in- including the two games I've already moaned about. Uh, th- so three extra innings games I've, I've came on the wrong side of. So um, they fall the other way and I'm sort of 17 and 18. But uh, I've got the fear. I've gone two and two in the early games tonight. I had the Braves again tonight. Uh, they're 3-1 up in the top of the 11th. And all of a sudden, that's gone. That's gone west. So, um, I've got the fear. I've got three nights uh, to pull myself. Um, or oh, four nights, maybe. Anyway, I need to get back to five hundred. I want to protect that record. I'm determined to protect that record. Um, you've just got yourself ahead nineteen seventeen through today. Yeah, uh, I think I started the day today four. No, I think that Dodgers game got called, called early because of uh, rain delays. I think every single one of those games had a rain delay today, except for yeah, Detroit. I watched. I watched a bit. Um, lots of them. I was. I was bouncing around them all when they when they went to the rain. But yeah, the Dodgers game got called in the eighth. Yeah. So, you know, usually when we get on on Thursdays, I'm usually having a bad uh, bad <laughs> Thursday morning. But today we're starting off 4-0. So hopefully I can continue that through the through the weekend. And um, again, you know, our guys are we're all doing well. It's, it's nothing you're hanging your hat on. I told you last week when I was like 18 and 26 on Thursday, I ended up going like 26 and 6 like the rest of the weekend. So uh, I'm sure you'll probably do better than that for me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna follow your picks starting tomorrow. I think you're gonna turn it around. So uh, and Nick is at 57% this week, and uh, Will is at 61, 60% oh, today. Of course so. he is. Of course he is. So we're all doing well, man. And don't don't get too down on yourself. Yeah, you're gonna turn it around. It's a, it's a lot of games because we pick every single every single game. So it's gonna be a lot of up and down, you know. Um, so. Um, you just got to just got to stay focused and just keep grinding. That's so that's just what it is. 
Yeah, absolutely. Tally sites um, tweet out at the end of the week the a lot of the leaderboards and last week's leaderboard was packed full of SGPN yep. analysts. So, uh, so if you if you follow them on Twitter, you'd have seen us all going really well. It was the percentage wise um, wins losses. The return on investment was up there. Mm-hmm. Um, total cash, everything, everything was all, was all plus. Um, and it was different. It was different SGP analysts who were uh, firing on all cylinders there. So that was excellent to see. Uh, those picks are on tallysite.com or if you whack tallysite into Twitter, you'll find it. Uh, and obviously embedded on the, um, on the website. Um, yep. The news, Moonaf. This, like I say, game wise has been relatively quiet. They're just the, that small slate on Monday. And then last night, um, so the yeah, there hasn't been an awful lot of of real big big news this week. We had a trade which was fairly inconsequential. Jake Bowers, who hasn't been doing much in Cleveland, uh was traded to Seattle, where I imagine he'll continue to not do much there, but he'll fit in because none of the batters intend to do much up there as well. So that was um that was the a trade that went through a couple of injuries. The, probably the biggest one was Sonny Gray uh, to the mm-hmm. IL. Um, I do like Sonny Gray. He he tends to, for me. He tends not to carry much luck whenever I see him pitch. Um, and the Reds are they've had a relatively potent off, uh, offense this year, but the pitchings kind of let them down and. And Sonny Gray is, is one of their one of their better pitchers, if not their best pitcher. Uh, and him going to the aisle is going to damage them a little bit. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry, I was just checking my fantasy team, and I know Sonny Gray is on it. I haven't really checked in on it, but I feel like every single one of my pitchers or my starting <laughs> pitchers is getting injured every single week. So um, I, I might be the one to blame for that, but. Um, uh, I think his was only, I think it was a groin strain for him, right? Sonny for Sonny yeah. Gray, I believe. So um, I think the manager, David Bell, came out and said that he'll he's hopeful that he'll only miss uh, two starts, his next two starts. So hopefully in a couple of weeks, he'll be back uh, for the rotation of the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, those little red suitcases that pop up uh, when someone's injured. Um, Newcastle, we have a, a Swiss international called Fabian Scher. And every time Newcastle, they, or when they tweet or whatever the team news for the weekend's games, the little Swiss flag next to his name, and without fail, there's about 100 people asking if he's injured. And it's just the Swiss flag, and it's the same thing every week. <laughs> oh, what, why is he, what's he done this week? How, why is he injured again? So he's not injured, he's Swiss. Um, so either you've got a team full of Swiss pitchers, Munaf, or I suspect they're all injured. Um uh, Ian Kennedy, the Texas closer, uh, went to the IL. Doesn't really. It's just fantasy teams, really. If you're chasing, uh, if you're chasing saves, but Texas don't get many. Uh, what they do get, Ian Kennedy gets them. Who's the next man up? I've got no idea. Um, Joey Gallo, hopefully. Um, I like Gallo. He's a fun player, and he was. He's going to be a big trade chip, I think. Um, there was talk about. The Padres were interested in him and even the Yankees both needed some outfield help. So I had an eye on Gallo. He, he tweaked his groin, I think. Um, so he's still only day-to-day. He hasn't got to the IL. Yep. Um, but if he if he does have to miss some time, that might just throw into doubt uh, that potential trade for Gallo. Um, a few players coming back. Paul DeYoung uh, for the Cards. 
And that's going to be a big piece for them. He wasn't batting huge average. His average was under 200, I think. Uh, but he's hit quite a few bombs and he will get back to um, up in the up in the 250s, Paul de Young. Uh, Dylan Moore, again, these these are all kind of fantasy fantasy players. Dylan Moore, um, a source of stolen bases. Uh, if you're in a roto league and you need stolen bases, I think he had eight. Again, his average was under 200, his batting average. But I think he had seven home runs in eight steals. Um, and in a, that category, stolen bases. Um, have a look on your waiver wire, see if Dylan Moore is around. He's on a rehab assignment, but probably only two or three games and he should be back by the weekend. Uh, Trevor Story due back for Colorado. Uh, they need all the help they can get. And then a few players that have got sent down. Now, one player, we did quite a lot on this player um, when he was promoted um, in our second or third episode because there was a lot of chat about the service time manipulation. Uh, Jared Kalinick from the Mariners, this is the player I'm talking about, uh, the... Um, the front office had manipulated his service time and were fairly blatant about it. Everyone was clamouring for him to be um, promoted. Uh, he made it to the majors after however many days uh, that were going to allow them that extra year of of uh, control over him. And he has batted uh, 0.96 in 92 at-bats, uh, which is fairly impressive. Um, he had a couple yeah. of bombs, but um, all that talk about the service time manipulation and get him to the majors, get him to the majors. He should be here now. Uh, and eventually he's turned up and he hasn't, uh, he just hasn't hit. And he was, I mean, he was the stud. He was the number one, yep. uh, sorry, number two prospect uh, MLB pipeline mm-hmm. behind um, Wanda Franco. And it just goes to show that um, hitting big league pitching, Munaf isn't very easy. Yeah, and it was surprising. I know we were talking about him when he came up um, for the Mariners and that news that he came down, that he got sent down. And I was really curious to see why, because, I mean, I don't really follow the Mariners, but when they flashed his batting average across the screen <laughs> yeah. saying that's the reason he got sent down, I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense because obviously the the, the pitching gap between the minors and the majors is astronomical. And, you know, um, hopefully he can get that fixed down in the minors and come back up later in the season for, to contribute to the Mariners because – if this guy kind of flames out for them, it's going to be uh going to be a problem for for Seattle Mariners. So uh, hopefully he can get his uh, his uh, technique and and things like that fixed. Yeah, there's quite a few. He's he's Kellenick. You could fit him into into a little category with a few players who've done similar things. Keston Hewer has been sent down again this week. I think for the second time this season. Uh, another hugely talked about prospect um, with the Brewers and he came up last year flashed bits and bits and bows but can't get his plate skills uh, in order and there's um, others that have fit, that have fit a similar bill and they tend to be off-season kind of fantasy darlings where um, all the all the shrewd people uh, in the fantasy industry are talking about these young players, players who tend to have multi-skills. Um, so I'm now talking uh, Dalton Varsho for the Arizona Cardinals. He had the dual eligibility mm. of catcher and outfielder, which is really attractive on a fantasy roster. And he was due to steal a lot of bases. We just talked about Dylan Moore. Stolen bases is a hard category um, for you to fill up. So then you've got this um, you've got this potential player who's going to play catcher, which is a horrible position, really. Uh, he's going to hit home runs. He's going to he just couldn't put back the ball. Um, so he's been up and down twice, and I'm not sure we'll see him back till maybe the last month of the season. Uh, 
Carter Keyboom was another name. I was just writing these names down off the top of my head before. Carter Keyboom from Washington uh, was another one. Um, attractive profile, attractive prospect, um, going low in drafts and everyone was on him. And again, can't get his uh, the barrel of his bat on the ball. So, um, yeah, this that's been an interesting kind of, bit of an identikit um trend that the all these these young players these players have been talked about and then there's been a load of players who uh who've come from out of nowhere the likes of you mean uh, you mean mercedes um mm-hmm. prospects uh, adolis garcia who come up it, it reminds me the the moneyball scene where um brad pitt's saying to the i've seen you sit at the kitchen table with those boys parents and tell them when you know you know and i've seen your boy and i know and you don't know. And this is the thing with Jared Kalinick and Keston Heerer and Dalton Varsho. Everyone's talking them up and you just don't know till they get here. Um, there was a couple of mild amusements uh, on the base paths this week. Uh, Key Brian Hayes uh, hit a home run for mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, <laughs> but then didn't touch first base on his way around, which was quite fun. I mean, that's so such a, like a daft rule as well. Especially if he's in it over the fence. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that. And then the other one, which was excellent value for money, and I've never seen this before, is Eric Sogard. Because you never see anyone dive into first base for a start. Uh, it's supposedly not the thing to do. There's been yep. endless, endless analysis on whether you should, what is it faster to carry on running uh, or to dive? And he did dive, but he dived clean over the top of it and never at any point touched it. Um which was a remarkable bit of base running. So I enjoyed both of those, Moonoff. T- we, we talk about baseball and how basics are <laughs> imperative for young players. Not touching first base on a home run is one of them. And hopefully that doesn't come back to bite them when they're talking about uh, rookie of the year. Because if it does, yeah. I do have a small future on Brian Hayes to win uh, National oh, League no. Rookie of the Year. So um, <laughs> I, he's still the favorite right now, but uh, that's not helping his case when you get a home run taken away from you for you not touching first base. And Eric Sogard, I think he just went into Superman mode and uh, <laughs> just decided to fly over first base. And I, don't, I think I agree with you. I don't think I've ever seen that before either. So um uh, anybody young that plays baseball or we have parents listening that are teaching their young lads uh, baseball, make sure <laughs> to teach them the basics that you got to touch the base. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, I think that was funny too. I saw it on, on ESPN with, with K. Brian Hayes and uh, I just started, had, I had to laugh out loud. I just didn't shake my head. I just laughed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um Normally, Moon, if we have a little uh, breakdown of something, um, a division or a, a player prop, a Cy Young, a home run derby or something. Sure. This week um, in the Slack channel, mm-hmm. uh, you threw out a um, daily trends sheet that you've been putting together. Yeah. Um, so obviously that piqued my interest. So I thought tonight, I, I suggested to you this afternoon that we'd kind of do it idiot's guide uh, with me being the idiot to your <laughs> daily trend sheet um, so what the plan was is 
uh, is have a look at this trend sheet. Okay. Uh, for tomorrow night's slate, these are all the Friday night games. Yeah. Um, so you can tell us what you've got on your trend sheet, how you've put it together, what it sure. what it signifies. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe we'll go through game by game and I'll try and pick out a few um, that and see if that would have matched matched up with what you maybe would have picked out. And then we sure. can uh, give some leans based on based on these trends. So tell us about your sheet and what it tells us and, and what you would do with it on a nightly basis. Yeah, sure. Uh, so you, kind of a going, kind of zooming out, I, I really like waiting to really dig into trends and maybe even stats when we're about at the end of May, because I feel like, it takes, you know, the first month and I think the month of May also, it kind of takes these teams to kind of get into the gear of who they are and trying to find their form and, you know, bats catching up to the balls and, and all that good stuff. Right. So yeah. um, what I did is I, I use teamrankings.com and I think this is a great website for any sport, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, they do a great job of putting out uh, team stats and, and, and individual stats and uh, just a great piece to have. So basically it's, it's fairly simple of what I have on the sheet. It's a team. One is uh win loss uh, trends for teams. And then the other one is for totals. And basically what I do is I have it set up in an Excel sheet where I'll just plug in the matchups for, for that, for let's just say it's starting on Monday, let's say Monday, I'll just use this weekend as an example. So we have the St. Louis Cardinals taking on the Chicago Cubs this weekend in, in the weekend series. So we know that it's just going to, it's going to be the same um, teams playing all weekend because obviously it's three to four game series. So I'll just plug in those teams and I have it set up where I can just hit the refresh button and it'll, it'll automatically um, generate the numbers for me and what the records are. So under the wins, uh, in loss trends, I have what their overall record is. I have it split by what their home record is, their road record. Um, and then the other parts of it is, is that how they do after a win, what they do after a loss, and then what their division, how they fare in divisions. Because just like in any sport, I think more so in football and MLB, and especially MLB because they play so many games at how they're doing in the division. I think that's something we definitely need to keep an eye on. The second part of it is totals. I think, you know, I, uh, for a lot of you that listen to me on whether it's the NBA gambling podcast or the MLB gambling podcast, know that I'm a numbers guy and I like playing a lot of totals. So uh, I have that reflected on this sheet also where it's over under trends. Same thing as the win loss records that have the overall, how they are against uh, the totals. I have it split by road and home how they do after a loss and how, what their record is to the uh, totals um, after a win. So this is, I, I want to kind of put this disclaimer out there for people that are listening that and, and our guys in our Slack channel is that this sheet is not something that I blindly will bet on for a team. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a tool for my handicapping to know how teams are doing in certain situations. And we talk about a lot in sports where, a lot of it is sometimes is situational, uh, especially in football and MLB also. So um, it's a tool that I have uh, also with checking umpire reports and the weather for me to kind of gauge which way I'm leaning with a team and, and more so uh, which way I want to go on a total. So that's pretty much the gist of this, this sheet. And then 
Um, quickly, I, I did mention this in the Slack channel when I was working on this, and I sent this to you also earlier in the week that I could just start dropping this into our Slack channel and guys have it as a tool where they can, you know, take a look at some of the trends and what's happening between teams, uh, which, which, whichever category it's broken down by. So uh, hopefully it's something that helps all of us in the Slack channel. And I know it, hopefully it helps you also, uh, Malcolm. Yeah, absolutely. I was, uh, I've been glued to it for a couple of days. It's really good. Like you say, there is obviously things that you need to, to factor in with it. So you're looking at the, you're starting pitching matchups. Yeah. Um, if, Things that you look every day. I mean, the, the, you're starting lineups as well. Uh, you'll have um, teams that are struggling with injuries, or they might just be resting players. Um, so, what I mean, the first question I was going to ask you was like, how many of these trends would you kind of want to see going in one direction before you would lean to making a bet? So typically, especially for baseball, because it's such a big sample of games, I really like looking at trends that are 60% or better. Right, yeah. And I think that's a starting point for me. And uh, and then I kind of go from there. So I think that's number one is finding those trends which are 60% or greater to one side. Yeah. Um, so what I did with it, um, mm-hmm. obviously you've got, on your on your team win trends, you like you said you've got six six boxes over there. Overall, home road after a win after a loss in division. Um, so if there was a if there was no discernible um, trend in the box, I just put a I mark down a little cross. Sure. And if there was a discernible trend, I marked down a little tick. And then I was looking for lots of ticks because um, so this top game is an absolute nothingness the, the St. Louis and Chicago Cubs game that you just mentioned mm-hmm. um, there's nothing jumps off the page um, they're all f- fairly middling if you go across yep. the top line the the overall record of 31 and 30 home 15-15 road 16-15 yeah um, so there's no there's no exactly. discernible trend there you move across to the other um, side after a loss is 15-14 after a win is 14-13 so that game was just kind of a write-off is that am I reading that right yes, like you say we'll, we'll go but yeah basic idiots guys I've read that right yeah exactly 100% okay so there was I'll tell you what else I found and again if you can back me up on this um, the the ones that were hard to analyse or really rather fruitless on this were when you've got a good team playing a bad team because kind of all the trends go in one direction just because it's a good team against a bad team. So, I mean, there might be some, a couple of, well, in fact, there was one difference that I'll point out later on, I think. Um, so the, the Texas Dodgers uh, series at the weekend, um, all the Texas uh, trends in the wind trends are all low. They're all crosses yeah. um, because... Oh, sorry. Well, they're all they're all ticks, as in there is a trend there, but the trend is negative because Texas aren't very good, and the Dodgers have all got ticks because there's a trend there, but the trend is that they are good. So it's a it's a nineteen and ten, it's a twenty two and twelve. Uh, but those two things really just kind of cancel each other. Out. That that's not telling you anything. Yeah. Um, is that how you would read that as well? Yeah, for sure. And I think for one one thing that you may want to keep an eye out for some of these. Uh, uh, lesser teams like you talk about Texas is that um, 
and I'll get to this at kind of a tease ahead to my best bet for today is that you kind of want to take a look at how these, when, when these bad teams win, how are they following up after a win? What's their record? And I think that's a good point to also look at whether um, it's a total or whether it's a win loss, because we know that consistency for bad teams is not going to be there. There might be spurts where like the Orioles this weekend against the Mets, they did relatively well, but then that, that's going to regress too, right? Because they're not, at the end of the day, they're not a very good uh, baseball team. Yeah. Yeah. So having, okay, I'm established. I've, I'm, I've done the right thing in putting a line through maybe about seven of the games. So there was a couple, I'm going to try and pick out what, what I saw was a potential trend worth following. Uh, the first one was the White Sox mm-hmm. uh, and the Tigers. Uh, matchup over uh, tomorrow night. Yep. Uh, the I went over to the right hand side here spreadsheet on the trends for overs and unders, um, and I had ticks in the boxes for the overall record on both sides. So Chicago at twenty five and thirty five, and Detroit at twenty two and thirty five, which would be well over um, that sixty percent threshold that you were talking about, uh, leading towards the under. Um, and then the road home split. Chicago's was level, um, was 13 and 13, but then Detroit's is 8 and 19. Yep. Um, so all of that led me to leaning towards the under in that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Makes sense, right? And then I think that's a good starting point for you is that these two teams are kind of trending towards the under. And why is the reason for that, right? It was Chicago White Sox. We've talked about how they're one of the best pitching rotations in the league. If not, yeah, in the entire MLB, because of the guys that they have in that rotation, they're doing so well, so they're not giving up any runs. And that's a reason why. And then I think you would probably want to take that next step into the game tomorrow night and saying, okay, let me take a look at who's on the mound for the Chicago White Sox and the the Detroit Tigers. So you're 100% right on the right track. Exactly. So we take that step. You've got Lucas Giolito, who's the stud, and Tarek Skubal. Now, Tarek Skubal, we've... Uh, picked him a couple of times. Uh, I think we got the we got the dog on him, the two to one dog yep. uh, last weekend. Eleven strikeouts against the White Sox uh, last Saturday. So yeah, that all. Um, so that's lead number one. I like that. Obviously, then you're looking at have a little look at the weather conditions and starting lineups and stuff. But um, it's a starting point. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. Then. So there's one lead. Everybody. Uh, we're gonna we'll unpack these on Sunday night uh, and see how we've done. So let me write these down uh, and then we'll recap it on, on Sunday. Oh, man, I've got a bit of paper. I'm very old school moon off, right? So you, you have it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, there this, you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure moon off this there bit of go. absolute. I mean, if someone finds that in a time capsule, they'll think, what is this? I've got this entire <laughs> jotter and it's just full of absolute gibberish. Um, if, I mean, I sometimes pick up and I've no idea what notes I was making about what subject. It's so let me let me show you half the time. Let me show you. Oh, so this okay. Is my writing pad that I've started. I, I'm old school too, so I'll write everything down. I believe this year this is probably my fourth writing pad that I'm on. So I'm I'm pretty old school also. Oh, that's all right. That makes me feel better. I thought yeah. you were. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going all a bit Bill Gates on me over there, Moon. No, no, but no. it's nice to see the uh, the pen and paper is still going strong on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Yeah. Um, Okay, so next up after that then yeah. was Colorado and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was heading towards the over uh, on that game tomorrow. Um, 
and it was the Cincinnati home record, really. Uh, Cincinnati 34 and 22 on the overs, but that eight, yeah. um, the home road are double boxes because Colorado are 11 and 15. Yeah. And Cincinnati are 18 and nine. Yep. Um, is that Colorado number 11 and 15? Mm-hmm. The 11 is their road number, isn't it? 11 and 15 on the road. Yes, sir. You're correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's a nice, that's a four game split there. And then um, Cincinnati rolling at 66% with the 18 and nine. Um, So, yeah. Okay. I mean, this does seem a bit play school. This seems a bit kindergarten, but I did say, well, say we're going to do an idiot's guide with me being the (laughs) guinea pig here. Uh, So if I could work this malarkey out. And then again, if if we have a look at the the starting pictures for that one. um, For tomorrow night. Yeah, Kyle Freeland, uh, Kyle Freeland who I actually quite like, uh, but he has a 6.23 ERA. There you go. Um, so that's not going to put you off back in the overs. Uh, and Tyler Marley, actually, um, he's been going along quite well. Uh, 1.040 ERA in the last three starts. Um, but I don't know what the over be there, maybe nine and a half-ish. Yeah, so so let me point this out. So you could take that a step, step further that, that because the pitcher for tomorrow night for the Reds is doing so well, you may want to take a look at the Cincinnati Reds team total to go over possibly. Maybe if it comes out at four and a half or maybe even five. Um, And you said Kyra Freeland's not a great pitcher. He has that uh, ERA above six. So I think, you know, taking a step further like that, that may be something that you also want to take a look at also. Excellent. So the third one, so we're going to parlay all these up. Enough, we're going to be rich. I'm so excited. We're going to be rich. We're going to be the (laughs) third one. (laughs) When on Sunday night, when these have gone 0-3, we realise we've wasted everybody's time. (laughs) Um, This was another over. All of these, I tended to, they all fell on the right-hand side of your spreadsheet on the, I don't know why that is, if the over-unders are more volatile trend uh, than the the team win. I think, obviously, because I mentioned the team win trends. Yeah. Um, are just really linked to good team, bad team, but you can still have a bad. The the over under trend mm-hmm. doesn't has have it ha- doesn't have to be as attached. Said Cincinnati aren't a great team; they haven't got a great record, but yep. they've scored quite a lot of runs. Yep. Um, Texas can are capable of scoring quite a lot of runs as well. So the the over under is less linked, I think, uh, to a team's ability. Yep. Uh, and this was Houston and Minnesota. Yep. Um both. This was huge. I think this was the the biggest lean. Um, thirty five and twenty three for Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, thirty eight and nineteen uh, for Minnesota. So they're both uh, they're both well over uh, that sixty percent threshold uh, for the overs. Houston on the road actually weren't sixteen and nineteen, but Minnesota were. So that was just enough um, for me to send that one over. Is that something you'd agree with? Yeah, and we talk about Houston, right? How they're one of the best offensive teams, if not the best offensive team in the entire MLB. And I think they find a way to get it done on the road for some reason. Take a look at example this weekend against the, uh, or sorry, this week against the Red Sox, where they've been absolutely putting up a lot of runs. Um, so that fits right into the 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 uh, the trend there of uh, over in the Houston in the Minnesota game. Obviously, you obviously want to take it a step further and take a look at the starting pitching also. But again, like I said, this is pretty a good stepping stone for you to start which way you're leaning, and then you dig into the lineups, the weather, the umpire, and then the pitching matchups also, right? So, yeah, 100% agree with you, though, that Houston-Minnesota might be another series this weekend where we see a lot of runs being put up. 
and that's Jose Akidi uh, against Matt Shoemaker tomorrow. Matt Shoemaker's nursing a 7.28 ERA. There you go. Yeah, so well, there you go. Well, ah, right. Um, this is uh, this is all available in the Slack channel. Moonaf puts it in there every day. Uh, yeah, and it's good stuff. And it's like I say, I know we do this uh, gambling podcast, and I think I, I know enough to hold my own. Um, but absolutely willing and uh, and capable of learning at all times. Yeah. Um, it's just a different way. I've, so when I've spoken to Sean and and, and Ryan about the horses, we, we handicap horse racing in a completely different way in this country compared to America, where you rely a lot on speed figures. Um, you barely see a speed figure. You see a few nerds will use them in this country, uh, but you never see a speed figure. Uh, and the certain cultural differences uh, in the way I think that we bet in, in baseball lends itself so well uh, to a statistical base. But I mean, I'll look at the numbers, but I'll be using um, like DFS records because I know who's been doing what on a nightly basis, who's been scoring, who hasn't been scoring, uh, who's been scoring against lefties and righties and in which teams to stack and things like that. And when I make my picks here, my, my lock pick and my dog pick, they tend mm-hmm. to be starting pitcher based. Yeah. Um, um, and because that's kind of two thirds of your bet, and then you have to cross your fingers for your last third that you haven't got um, someone like the Angels bullpen or whatever that's, that's uh, or the Braves the last couple of nights that's going to blow it up for you. So um, yeah, this is all this is all a learning curve, and I'm not embarrassed to admit that at all. Hundred percent. I think. Uh, did you have any more that you wanted to point out? I had a couple that I just wanted to. Uh, talk no, about go for it. Yeah, because equally, I said to you that I want to see what you've fetched out that I've missed and why I've missed it. Yeah, sure. Uh, I think one of the ones that I, I've been fading this week, or, or sorry, betting on this week, has been uh, the Washington Nationals and the unders in their games. Uh, you take a look; they are probably one of the best teams to the uh, uh, to the under thirty seven seventeen and three. So. Malcolm, when you're looking at this sheet, especially you already know this is that the overall and the over under that first number is going to be what they are to the over. So we talked about in being 35, 23 and two, right? So if we go back up and take a look at the Washington Nationals, one of the best teams to the under 37, 17 and three, eight and 20 at home to the under seven, 22 and three off of a loss and nine and 15. So those are very big, overwhelming numbers pointing towards you to take the uh, under in Washington Nationals game. And then yeah, I think, I believe your guy is on the mound tomorrow for them. Uh, for yeah, the Giants Ke- tomorrow Kevin night. Gorsman's going tomorrow yeah. night, yeah. So then you just want to dig a little deeper and look at, okay, how, how has he been doing on the road? And then I think that gives you a good gauge of if you want to take the under there or not. Or maybe, like I told you uh, and our listeners, is that take a look at maybe taking the Washington Nationals team total under for that game. Um I looked at that game and what I wrote on my little note here was Giants, but then I thought it was a, it was a bit, and then I looked at the pitching, Julian, so it was Gorsman, yeah. um, and I just thought it was way too chalky. Like you've since pointed out, and now taking the Giants uh, run total or something would make that a perfectly acceptable bit. They see, that would never occur to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at making a pick. I'm, I would take the Giants over Washington, but they're going to be minus... 180, 190, yeah. minus 200. They're not going to be a working man's price. Giants yeah. over five and a half or over four and a half. Um, some That is going to be a working man's price. So yeah, you're absolutely right to point that out, Moonaf. That's yeah. something that just wouldn't come on my radar. I wrote down the Giants, but then glossed over it without thinking there was an angle there. Yeah, and then you can also, you know, if you think it's going to come out as a big number, you can also, you know, parlay that 
money line with a maybe another money line that you like that's maybe yeah. around the same 150 170 to get you maybe an even number price or maybe some plus money there so um the second one that i did want to point out and then we can move on is um the cleveland indians um coming off of a loss so they played on wednesday night i believe um last night and they lost the game to the St. Louis Cardinals eight to two. Now that they're coming off of a loss, uh, they are seventeen and nine after a loss, uh, winning a game on that next day. Obviously, that's going to be tonight. So there's going to be two. Uh, no, sorry, Cleveland plays tomorrow night, Friday. Sorry, against the Seattle Mariners. So the, it might be a heavy juice number there, but again. Like I said, you might you want to take a look at parlaying that with what you just said with the San Francisco Giants because they might be a heavy favorite on the road. So uh, that that was a couple ones that I had pointed out. So and just to kind of wrap it up here, um, and if you want to add anything else at the end, but it, you know, like I said in the beginning, while I was talking about the sheet and, and trends that that's on their website, that maybe if you're not in our Slack channel, that you can take a look at um, on TeamRankings.com. But this is a reason for you to also join our Slack channel. Um, did, did, like I said, is this just a stepping stone for for you to handicap your games and kind of take a look at which way things might be going? So you know, don't don't force it where you're trying to make something that may be nothing, right? And I think Malcolm hit the nail on the head when he talked about the St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago uh, Cubs kicking off tomorrow in the afternoon. Is that their numbers were pretty much even across the board for the St. Louis Cardinals, right? 30, 31 and 30 overall, 15 and 15 at home, 16 and 15 on the road. So I'm kind of looking for that, that 60% mark, uh, 70% is something that you really want to look at. But if it's hovering around that 55 number, 55% number, you got to remember that it's going to regress back to the mean. So these are going to be really situational. And then you also need to go back and look at, like I mentioned, the umpire reports, the web, uh, the weather updates, and the, and the lineups and, and the, the splits for pitchers. So uh, I think it's a great fun sheet to really have on a daily basis. And like I said, I'll be dropping those into our, our MLB Slack channel hopefully every day because um, it's fairly easy for me just to update it and just upload it into our into our channel there. Yeah, absolutely, Moon. Off. It's a, it's a fantastic tool and something that we're gonna. Uh... We're going to use all the season. We said earlier we might try and have a look at just a few of the sort of different systems and because there's loads of different things out there that people point out and, and yeah. we'll try and go down a few avenues and bring you some bring you some different things and have a little analyse and some live experiments as the season goes on. Uh, WinBet is bringing in the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favourite teams, players and sports games. Generous promos, odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you receive a special offer, up to $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. Uh, if you want a little bit of 5-1 to one about England to win Euro 2021, uh, get down there, get your free $500 on. Come on, England. Um, and I'll tell you what, when England get knocked out on penalties, uh, like, they always do off the off the Germans. Um, the uh, they're coming up short. They always do against Germany in a penalty shootout. Um, it's perfectly okay. We're used to it. Um, but if you're coming up short in the bedroom, 
If it's bothering you, there are options. Go to getroman.com slash SGP. Uh, with Roman, you get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The US licensed health care professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP, complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash SGP now to get $15 off your first month. There's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Getroman.com slash SGP. Get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA Championship and Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high. Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. PropSwap is making it easy to profit these playoffs by trading in and out teams as the postseason progresses. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. Last week, a PropSwap customer purchased a Montreal Canadian Stanley Cup future for $45 when the team was 3-1 down against the Maple Leafs. A few days later, he flipped it for 600 bucks. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think stock market, but for sports betting. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. The SGP app is now live in the App Store, Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Plus, the app is the exclusive way to enter all the SGPN contests, including our SGPN $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Just download the app and hit the contest tab for your chance to take home $1,000. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Um, I've been loving their SGPN uh, app this week, Moonaf. It's been it's been updated, and the uh, MLB Gambling podcasts on there. We've got our shiny little button. Um, I listened to a best ball draft. Uh, that was my first NFL. For the first time, I've dipped my toe into the NFL uh, market this year. I listened to the boys do a best ball draft the other night. Um, so that was my my first. Uh, inclination uh, to get involved with the NFL as well. So yeah, the, uh, the SGP and absolutely brilliant play store app store, um, everything down there. I was out and about in the car today, just listening to all sorts of stuff. So, uh, get involved. It's, uh, it's good fun. The app moon off, isn't it? It sure is. You know, one thing I love about it is that if you have your push notifications on and a, a new podcast drops across our network, whether it's, fantasy football, MMA, NBA, our gambling, uh, MLB gambling podcast, or or, or, the, or when Sean and Ryan drop one, that you'll get an instant notification on your phone that you can go into the app and just, just listen to it on your on your way to work or at night or when you're working out or, or whatever the case might be. Or if you're trying to tune out a family member acting like you're on a conference call, then you can, <laughs> you can certainly do that. So I, I'm really happy about that app. And again, congrats to Sean and Ryan on getting that developed. And again, you know, please, please make sure to leave a review for the app as far as us, as well as all of our uh, podcasts, including ours, MLB gambling podcast. So uh, really appreciate you guys supporting SGPN and, and, and all of our podcasts. 
around about once an hour today, I was getting all the notifications for the, there must be a separate um, podcast for every group in the Euros, the six yeah. groups in the Euros. <laughs> uh, so Billy be doing, so at like nine o'clock this morning, I was get uh, SGPN, Group A analysis and picks. And then at quarter 10, I got SGPN, Group B analysis and picks. And this went on at about two o'clock this afternoon. So uh, the content just kept on coming today. Uh, absolutely brilliant stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, this week. Yeah, it's sorry. A, enough, yeah, but. it's a. Uh, it's interesting because you know when there's so many teams like in a group, that you it takes time to like talk about every single team, right? Because there's so much to talk about, and you kind of have to split that into like different podcasts. So um, I'm sure it's probably like what thirty to thirty minutes each, forty five minutes each. But you know, if you if you have that time, that work or whatever you're you know doing, you can go ahead and listen to that. So. I know that's something that me, you and I are going to have to do in the off season is just go division by division and just get in depth about the team. So that's going to be fun. Uh, just always just don't just talking about sports is always fun. Yeah. Um, this weekend then uh, yeah. in MLB, uh, the series that jumped out first for me mm-hmm. uh, was the Padres and the Mets. They played yeah. each other last weekend, um, split the series, I think. Uh, And the Mets keep on going, really. I've been surprised because they're still trotting out uh, an offense that's not particularly Mm -hmm. eye-catching. But they've been they've been hanging, um, hanging tough with with the Padres. Um, And there's some good matchups this weekend again. um, Friday night, particularly um, Jacob Degrom against Blake Snell. Yeah, it now seems like that we're kind of not talking about that the Mets behind Jacob DeGrom. They have some decent, decent guys, right? Marcus Stroman. We're still waiting for Noah Syndergaard to get back. Um, so they, ha- they have a pretty good pitching group. And, uh, you know, we talked about last week when these two teams got together that there were some stellar pitching matchups between these two. And we have it again this weekend. So uh, if you're a guy that likes, you know, pitching duels, I think this was, this is going to be the series for you between these two teams. Yeah, um, tomorrow night, Joe. Uh, sorry, Saturday. Uh, Joe Musgrove and Marcus Stroman's another one. Um, yeah, another decent uh, matchup as well. So yeah, that should be quite good. Like I say, the the Mets are, uh, are hanging tough, and I think the their second half is going to get better. So they're not far away now from being real contenders. If they, I thought if they could stay near five hundred, mm-hmm. uh, they would be giving themselves a chance uh, through this early part of the season. Actually, the the thirty and twenty four, and the rest of the division equally um, isn't uh, providing an awful lot of opposition. Yeah. Um, or don't look like they're going to provide an awful lot of opposition. Uh, the second series was the uh, Cubs and the Cards, which. We've spoken about that division a lot because that's the the tightest one on paper, really. Um, and uh, really nothing nothing between the two two teams, particularly the Cubs, still have uh, a little lead there, thirty five and twenty seven. The Cubs to thirty two and twenty. The Cards, but I, I was expecting, still expecting the Cubs to come back, but they're doing okay. The Cards have lost a few. Uh, key players recently, the the pitching's taking a bit of a hit, uh, obviously with Flaherty and then Kim went down. So uh, they're trotting out uh, Johan Oviedo goes tomorrow, and and the Cubs will be thinking that they've got a chance now. I think the I think the Cardinals have just left the door ajar uh, for the Cubs maybe to walk through Munaf. Yeah, and I think I think that's going to be a great talking point with Will on Sunday about his Cubs because. We, we really wanted to find out if they were, are for real or they're going to be pretenders, right? Because we had some concerns about their starting rotation. 
And um, now that they're taking on the Cardinals this weekend, who have their own pitching issues because they're on the injured list, um, it, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how this series kind of plays out. So this sneaky might uh, have some they might be able to score some runs in this, this weekend between these two teams. I know it's division game, but uh, that Sunday night game is going to be between two sorry pitchers between <laughs> Carlos Martinez <laughs> and Zach Davies. So, and it's on a Sunday night baseball game. So maybe we see some runs um, in that game between those two pitchers. Yeah. Um, and there was one game that caught my eye, um, mm-hmm. which was um, possibly for, for fantasy or or even DFS purposes. Um, I thought might have been a, a couple of cheap DFS players. Um, it was the Kansas City Royals and Oakland Athletics game on mm-hmm. Saturday night. Uh, the pitching matchup is Jackson, right, how are we pronouncing this? Kowar? Kowar? Yeah. Jackson, K-O-W-A-R. Jackson Kowar. Kowar. Against James Caprillian. Hmm. Um, James Caprillian, we got a mention. I got a win out of him on debut, I think, three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, as a as my dog, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, really nice start. Uh, 3.08 ERA with 28 strikeouts. Uh, he's two and one. Uh, he's had five starts, allowed two runs or fewer. Koa, uh, though, was it, so Caprillian kind of people are coming uh, wise to him. Koa. Um, came up as a highly touted prospect, um, managed two-thirds of an inning um, mm. early in the week, Monday or Tuesday. Um, however, he's a thousand times better than that. Um, 97 mile an hour fastball. And I think he just looked nervous, which he's got every right to be on MLB debut. People uh, oh, yeah. handle it in different ways. And I think we might see a different uh, a different picture. But um, they're possible cheap DFS players. And like I say, if depending on how deep or shallow your fantasy league is, uh, Caprillian might still be there and uh, Coar might not have arrived on many people's radars. So have a look at that or maybe have a watch watch the game on Saturday uh, before waiver bids go in um, on Sunday night if you're looking to pick pick players up. Uh, Moonaf, you, mm-hmm. you have the bat on uh, with your 2-0 from last weekend. Uh, so take the bat on Moonaf and tell us what you're picking this week. Yeah, let's kick it off. Hopefully we can keep the momentum going here. Um, Friday night, I'm going to go with a bet that we haven't really discussed or talked about or bet on this entire uh, time we've uh, been doing podcasts. And that's going to be a run line bet. So that's going to be a minus one and a half. And I'm going to take the Dodgers run line minus one and a half against the Rangers. It might still be a heavy juice, maybe around 140, 130-140 range, but... Um, I, I like it because because of what I'm about to uh, talk about here because of the handicap. And that's going to be Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers on the mound against Mike Fulte, as they like to nickname him for the Braves, or sorry, for the Rangers. Uh, Rangers are dead last in the American League versus lefties over their last 15 days uh, in runs scored. They've only scored 31 runs in 12 games against left-handed pitching. They're last in hits against left-handed pitching, last in uh, batting average, last in OPB slugging. They are one in nine in their interleague games this season. And also from the trench we were discussing earlier, Rangers are 10 and 13 after a win and nine and 23 on the road this season. So you combine those two things, you're going up against a Dodgers team is 
kind of fairly healthy again. And I think that they should absolutely roll. So if you're really gutsy and you're, if your book offers it, maybe take a look at a minus two and a half that the Dodgers win that game by three. But for our show's purposes, I know that this will be widely available on all books. It'll be Dodgers run line minus one and a half versus the Rangers. And just kind of the last handicap for this game, Fulte on the season has a 5.4 ERA on the road for the Rangers. So my lock will be Friday night, tomorrow night, Dodgers run line minus one and a half versus the Rangers. And uh, my dog, I'm going to take a bit of a flyer here. So just take it with a grain of salt. And that's going to be Sunday, uh, Hermain Marquez versus the Reds. Marquez has been pitching well over his last four starts. Uh, he's gone 26 innings, only given up three earned runs in that span. He did have a start against the Reds on May 14th. He did go six innings, allowed four earned runs over eight hits, but still was able to get the victory. The offense kind of carried them there. But since that start on May 14th, he's dropped his ERA from 5.56 all the way down to 3.19, so almost about a one-and-a-half run uh, improvement there towards his ERA. Miley is in uh, the one starting the season uh, against the Rockies. Wade Miley is a projected pitcher for the Reds on Sunday. He did go only three innings, gave up 11 hits, and got shelled for eight earned runs. I know Wade Miley's having a fantastic season uh, for the Reds, especially at home, but over their last 15 games, I like really looking at those recent stats. Um, Rockies are number two in the National League against lefties in hits and batting average. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see where this number kind of comes out for the Rockies because they are not a great road team, I believe. Let me take a look on our trend sheet here that the Colorado Rockies, as of today, are 4-23 and on the road. So like I said, take it with a grain of salt, but I do like the improvement that I'm seeing from Marquez over his last four starts and um, the way that the Cleveland Rockies bats are doing against left-handed pitching over about the last two weeks. So that's going to be my dog is going to be Marquez versus the Reds on Sunday. Yeah. That little start that you slipped at the end at the number two uh, against lefties in hits and batting average over the last 15 days. Yeah. Uh, that's a juicy little angle. Moon off. I like it a lot. Um, uh, yeah. 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 Lock there regarding the Texas Rangers early in the season. They, they were quite, good fun for a little while there was the, the, the middle part of that order um, Joey Gallo and Nick Solak and Adolis Garcia who we've mentioned yeah. uh, and the catcher I can't remember Trevino uh, the mm-hmm. catcher they were doing little bits and they were keeping themselves in games and winning the odd game um, but that's kind of tailing off a little bit and um, like I say Gallo did does have that groin so he might be missing as well um, and they're kind of on the slide as well so I think uh, d- I watched the Dodgers game tonight. Um, they look in good form. Everyone was kind of swinging the bat well. Uh, they were getting lots of base runners. Um, yeah. Matt Beatty was uh, doing his... Even the kind of the bid ball players, uh, Matt Beatty. Gavin Lux has come in uh, and done really well. McKinstry's back off the off the aisle. So I think the Dodgers star is rising and the Rangers isn't, unfortunately. That's, uh, that's certainly on the descent. Um, so my lock... Um, this is possibly an underdog as well. I'm lock. I might be locking up a dog here. You can maybe give me a steer on this one. Um, yeah. Is Sandy Alcantara um, on what night we on Friday night? Friday night. Sandy Alcantara uh, for Miami um, against Atlanta. Now, 
it's possible I'm talking through my pockets here a little bit because I've watched obviously Atlanta I feel aggrieved that they turned me over in extras on Wednesday and then I've again because that's been an early game tonight I've been able to watch the Atlanta game and I had them as my tally side pick and they've got turned over in extra innings again tonight yeah um, but I mentioned earlier in the show that, that two for 21 uh, with runners in scoring position uh, Freddie Freeman still not putting it together he had yeah. the tie in home run tonight yeah but I've probably mentioned about four of these podcasts that he's hitting 233, he's hitting 227, and mm-hmm. it's going to come back. It'll be up to 270, in no time. And it's just not. Um, so, yeah, he's at that dinger tonight. But uh, Sandy Alcantara, I like a lot. Um, pitched eight innings against the Pirates last time out. Um, one unearned run. Uh, the Marlins have been on a bit of a... Um, They've regressed ever since we tipped them. Oh, we didn't tip them, but we said keep an eye on them. It's sort of 30 to 1 and 16 to 1. Um, they went and lost eight in a row. Um, but that Sandy Alcantara game was the game that they won. And they take on Charlie Morton and the Braves. I just think that the, the Braves batting um, at the minute, it's just um, the, the the bit part players, the end NCR and people like that, just aren't mm. really getting it done. Um, and like I say, they've lost Azuna, Freddie Freeman's struggling. Uh, they've still got Acuna, but Charlie Morton, uh, he's been going all right. He's, he's five and two, uh, but he's got a four point two ERA, so he's not he's not unhittable. And he does tend. He's got this habit of giving up kind of one inning, um, where he just gets himself in a bit of a hole. He managed to get out of it uh, last time, but he's he's uh, there's. I think six six games this season where he gives up at least at least two two runs in one inning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's been going along quite well recently. So I did think it was just a I think as well as being my lock, I thought it was going to be quite a big price as well, uh, Alcantara. Um so and my dog is the game I kind of uh, gave a few clues to it earlier on, and we're going back to that. Kansas City and Oakland game on Saturday uh, with the two rookies, uh, Jackson Coe and James Caprillian. I'm going to take an under. Um, I think I might have gone and taken maybe one over this season, but mm-hmm. I've tended to stick to money line. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take an under on this in that I think the line might be falsely high um, after the start that Coe put out last time. Uh, the the two thirds of an inning that he lasted. Um, I'm absolutely happy to draw a line through that. Um, I think I'd be happy to take uh, certainly under seven and a half. Maybe you could even tease it down to under six and a half. Um, Kansas City aren't a great hitting team. Uh, Caprillian's done really well. Uh, two runs or fewer in four of his five starts. I think this could get maybe to the fifth as a as a one nothing or a one one game. Um, the ace pen is really good. Uh, they can close it out, and then you're just hoping that uh, the Kansas City uh, pen can do the same. So that was my. I mean, looking at maybe say under seven and a half, but I could I, I could tease it down uh, to under six and a half, depending on where the line is sure. and what the prices are. So they're my two. I'm going to take Sandy Alcantara and the Marlins uh, as my lock, and then I'm going to take an under uh, Royals versus the A's. Both of those. Uh, sorry, that Friday night for the Marlins, uh, Saturday night for the Royals versus the A's. I think if you take a look at what Charlie Morton, I mean, I know it's only one start this season, but um, against the Marlins this season, he had one start back in April. He went six innings, gave up seven runs, sorry, seven hits and five earned runs and lost that game. So 
um, if there's any recent success or that success kind of continues for him on Saturday night um, for Alcantara, I think that he should probably be plus money odds at, at, at home because Marlins are usually priced at, you know, at around as a home going up against Morton. I, I think that he probably will be in an underdog role, maybe slightly even money, but it'll be interesting to see. I think. Yeah, it would the be market, close. It was, it was too close for me to call that one. Yeah. I think the market really respects that the Atlanta Braves for having a Kuna and their and Freddie Freeman in their lineup. So, um, you know, if, if the bats come alive for the Marlins, like they did against Charlie Morton in the, start he had earlier in April, I, I think that you're on the right side there. And I, one thing that we haven't really discussed or, or a lot of times that I've thought about is that when you have these young pitchers or stud pitchers that come up and they haven't really thrown in the league, it, it's a bit of a surprise for hitters because you're not, you're not going to know what you're going to expect from them, right? There's no scouting report on them. Yeah. So it, it, like you talked about how he has a 97 mile hour fastball. And he, I'm sure he has other pitches in his arsenal that if he can just command and have that location, he should be able to shut down um, the, the, the lineup of um, where they playing. You said the Oakland Oakland. Yeah. So especially in a, in a ball, ballpark like that, where there's a lot of foul territory that can lead to a lot of under. So I think you're on the right track and I think you're going to go two and zero this week. So we're going to turn it around here. So um, uh, I like, I love your picks though. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, Sunday night we will uh, debrief all of that plus the the little leans that we that we gave earlier on the spreadsheet uh, based leans. And on Sunday we'll have a we'll have a couple of other voices for you to, to hear as well. From uh, Will and uh, Nick Dant are going to join us. Yep. Uh, so we'll yeah we'll talk about all sorts of things. Um, Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Munaf, uh, for joining us. Um, as always, the SGPN website, there is all sorts of content. The content uh, just gets bigger and bigger and better and better um, over there. Uh, follow our TallySide picks on tallysite.com or have a little look on Twitter. The um, DFS, the DraftKings nightly games going ahead. Uh, all the Slack channels. Uh, going berserk. The football starts tomorrow as well. Uh, the Euros, so I'm sure you'll all be cheering on England from across there. Uh, thanks for your support there. And I think that's about it, Moonaf. Uh, cheers for joining us, man. Yes, sir. I'm looking forward to Sunday with our two guys. So it's going to be a fun podcast. And uh, make sure to tune in and listen to that one once we drop it, I believe, on Sunday night or Monday morning. So uh, looking forward to picking... Will's brain and Nick's brain about, you know, how they kind of handicap baseball and also their DFS and fantasy things. So uh, I'm excited for that. And uh, I'm sure you are too. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, enjoy your sport and weekend. Have a good one. Uh, we'll see you down the road.